Welcome to Battleground Politics. I'm Lauren Make. A third party has been gaining power in Philadelphia and now two seats on Philadelphia City Council. Kendra Brooks was elected in 2019 as part of the Working Families Party and then re-elected in November along with Nicholas O'Rourke. I sat down with Brooks to talk about how they did it, what's ahead in City Hall, and what she and her supporters will do in 2024. Councilmember at large Kendra Brooks joins us now in studio. Welcome. Thanks for taking some time. Thank you for having me. So you've been through a, a long campaign and election. Tell me how you're feeling at this point. Um, I'm excited, but I'm still a little tired. That's understandable. Just That's a little tired. Understandable. Uh, well, congratulations on your reelection. I want to talk to you a little bit about how you were able to do it and also what is ahead for you, for council, for your party. Um, First of all, let's talk about council. There are now going to be two council members from the Working Families Party on council, you and Nicholas O'Rourke. You ran together, campaigned together. Tell me how that might be different than just you alone. Number one, I have someone to caucus with. You know, originally, you know, we, it was me, Working Families, is the, all the Dems. Um, I've had, we have allies, because we have WFP endorsed candidates in council. But it would be really nice to have uh, a thought partner uh, moving forward uh, in city council. That's what I'm really excited about. Not really sure what that's going to look like because I've never had it before. Being the only working families party elected in council kind of puts you at a, a disadvantage in some ways because of the fact that you ha you're the only one. Um, and I, re I was more re relying on allies. Um, so I'm really excited for Nicholas O'Rourke to come in um, for us to kind of strategically plan out some of the things we would like to see for the city um, based on our Working Families Party principles. Do you think that will allow you potent to potentially sort of drive the conversation more? Um, I think it may be helpful. I think I've done a good job of doing it in the four years I've been in office, building allies um, with Councilmember Gautier and former Councilmember Helen Gim and um, Councilmember Isaiah Thomas have been like core allies over the last four years towards this Working Families Party vision that we created together um, in Working Families Party. I just feel like it's the fact of having a thought partner ahead of time. It's going to be a huge bonus um, and being able to get things more things done. What are some of the things that you would like to take on in the next, say, year? I, you know, I think... I want to continue the work that we already started, whether it's, you know, housing is a human right, affordable housing across the board, whether it's making sure people have access to affordable rentals, but also for people to be able to buy homes if they choose to. Currently, you know, we have some pilot programs in the city that are working on this, but as wages don't rise and rents keep going up and just the cost of living goes up, we need to make sure we're stabilizing families in homes. Um, and whichever that, whether it's rental or being able to purchase. The other thing is, you know, quality education for young people and opportunities for young people, which includes housing for homeless uh, young people, jobs, opportunities, like workforce opportunities, whether it's entrepreneurial things that we can focus on. Um, the other thing is like an environment, like how can we have greener, cleaner neighborhoods? whether it's that uh, council members, Cartier's uh, Safe Services PHL initiative that she was moving or the work I've been doing on returning community gardens into the hands of 
community members. Um, those are the things that I was focused on and still will continue to move forward. Uh, we need to create uh, a city where everyone is thriving. And with those core things being met, that's how we set up those opportunities, housing, education, access to jobs, uh, green space, oh, and healthy, healthy people through mental health, reproductive justice, all of these things that we need to continue to focus on. Um, in, in my first term, I was able to do a lot of that. So moving forward, I just want to continue to span and elaborate on that particular, those particular service areas. Obviously, we have a new administration coming in um, with Mayor-elect Sherelle Parker. Uh, she is somebody um, who was a colleague on council when she when she served on council. I talked to her during uh, during the campaign, and she was very clear that she was supporting the five Democrats on the ballot. Um, that was not you. Um, your suggestion to voters was was different, was to vote for three Democrats and, and two working families party candidates. Um, what is your relationship with her, and where do you think you may be able to work together? So we've always had a good relationship in council. I mean, her allegiance is to her party, my allegiance is to my party. I think moving forward, as we go into, we have, like she likes to say, one Philadelphia. Our goal is to make sure that we're working together for the good of all Philadelphians. And that's my goal. We'll continue to work as we did as colleagues. You know, we agree, we disagree, we work through issues. Are there um, things where you, you think you have common issues that, that you could really see, hey, we could, we could do this? Yeah, it's definitely around, like, home ownership and housing, uh, access for young people. We may not have the same vision on how to get there, but I think overall the outcome that we want is the same, for everyone to have a stable house to go into, whether it's rental or purchase, to all children to have um, opportunities in and outside of school to thrive. I think those are things that we're going to continue to focus on, the things we can work on together. And I think the things where we may not align, um, that's why we have government, right? You have to have, uh, in order to have a good conversation, it has to be a push and pull. So I look forward to that um, as we move forward. But I, I believe that together, with the new administration and my council colleagues, we'll be able to move some things forward. You, you mentioned, you know, she's loyal to her party, you're, you're loyal to yours. For, for people who just don't know a lot about your party, um, but know that there's some overlap with, with policies and priorities with the Democrats, um, I explain it. Why are you not a Democrat? Well, I think, so Working Families Party was designed to be multiracial, multi-class, uh, organization that drives working class folks in the city. Um, when I decided to trans over, to go over to the Working Families Party, I had the opportunity to run independently, like free of status quo, free of traditional politics. Um, the structures the of it? Not even just the structures, just the politics of it. You know, Working Families Party is comprised of uh, community-based organizations, individuals, and service sector unions. Our decisions are made collectively, and we have an organizing component. That means we go into the street, into communities, into neighborhoods to activate folks around issues that drive our electoral politics. That's what we stand true to, and that's what we do. The Democratic Party works very differently. Like, we're very focused on voter registration. Um, they do voter registration. Well, not just voter registration, voter education as well. It's one thing to tell somebody, go out and vote for this person. It's a different thing for people to understand why. Why do you want to support? What are the issues that you are most passionate about? And how can this help you 
be a part of the change that your family wants to see. Working Families Party has an organizing culture. The Democratic Party does not have an organizing culture. They have a turnout culture. We turn people out to vote. I've been a Democrat. My grandmother was a Democrat. I worked elections with her. What we do at Working Families Party is activate folks to be a part of the change they want to see. And that's, that's where the difference lies. And some of the issues um, may be the same, but I think, as you can see, how it plans out in politics, we don't always agree. What do you see as next for the Working Families Party? Are, are there um, other seats, you think, that are sort of the next ones that you'll look for, whether that's, I know there was a candidate who was going to go for a city, a city commissioner spot. Are there state representative, you know, spots mm -hmm. that you think might be somewhere you could be successful? What, what is next for the party? I think what, what's next is stabilizing our base. I think that... What does we that mean? Like, so we secured these two seats as Working Families Party folks. The political education, the issue-based education is where we're going to be focused on. We already endorse Democrats. That's what we do. We have several Democrats that we have endorsed in the city and across the state through uh, Working Families, Pennsylvania Working Families Party. So our job is not to flip folks to be Working Families Party candidates. Our job is to push an issue-based uh, agenda for the multi-racial, multi, uh, mixed-class folks throughout the city. It, it's not about switching people into parties. Like, that's not what this is about. It's how can we activate voters to be a part of the change that we want to see? Um, and we do that primarily through endorsing Democrat candidates. Um, the way our city charter was set up here in Philadelphia gave us the opportunity to run for two seats that were reserved for a minority party. Um, in the near future, all I see is us continue to strengthen our base. And that means making sure that, you know, we have folks that are actively involved in, in, in the political process and moving towards the presidential. Like, we have another election that's coming up. This was just for hours. Our job is not to divide and conquer. Our job is to build power in people and in community. Not about party. It's bigger than the party. Looking towards uh, 2024, um, how, do, how do you see that how do you see that playing out? Because certainly um, there is overlap uh, with the Democrats, but there were also some divisions that came out during during the election. Uh, and I talked to Bob Brady, the, the head of the Democratic Party in in, um, in Philadelphia. We had him on uh, our Battleground Politics uh, podcast. And uh, we were talking about 2024 and the council race. And, and he told me that the people who are supporting the Working Families Party candidates will be 100% behind Joe Biden in 2024. What, what do you think about that? Do you, do you think that that's correct? More than likely. I mean, we have traditionally supported Democratic uh, candidates for uh, president. If we think back to, was it 2020? You know, Working Families Party was on the front line. Nicholas O'Rourke, so specifically, um, making sure that every vote was counted and protecting our democracy, and we will continue to stand around protecting our democracy. Will we support a GOP candidate? No. I don't even see that as likely. So, in 2024, um, I have no doubt that we'll put all our support around the presidential election and we'll align with the Democrats. That's what we have done. The division between the parties in this particular election, um, 
Some of it I didn't quite understand because the fight wasn't against the Democrats. We were going against the GOP. When, when you talk to, to the voters who supported you, though, are, are they satisfied with Joe Biden? Are, are they happy with him as a president and as a, as a candidate? What do you hear? Um, I think I hear, a little, I hear a mixed bag. Um, but the current GOP folks that are coming up aren't exciting our folks either. I think as parties, whether it's the Democratic Party or Working Families Party, our goal is to continue to keep our voters activated um, towards moving our democracy forward. And we know uh, our past GOP president set a lot of things in place to set our country backwards, whether it was removing the rights of women, all the things the folks that he selected, the decisions that were made as a result of President Trump. We can't go back there. Do you think that is enough to unite people behind President Biden? Or do you think that people might be looking for... I mean, there are third-party possibilities that could be coming up. There's already, um, obviously, Robert Kennedy running, but there could be, there could be others. Do you, do you see people looking potentially for another option? Or do you think that what you just described about former President Trump is enough that people will unite behind President Biden? I think people may entertain another option, but just to be clear, running third party is not easy. It's not like an easy task. It's not, you know, a cop out or easy way out. If it was hard for me at a local level, at a in, in the city of Philadelphia, on a national level, is much harder. Um, so I think folks are will be looking for a solution that is obtainable. Like we, you, I, I don't, I don't say I don't see people working really hard towards a third party candidate for president at this time. I think people will listen to all the candidates, see what has to offer, and make a decision is best for the democracy of this country and to make sure that we don't allow the GOP to be back in office. Is there anything that you think President Biden needs to do to make sure he wins over people who might not be sold on him right now? Um, I, I feel there's a lot of things that he should do and be more president active in uh, the areas where he's struggling, primarily towards, you know, industrial areas where folks are leaning more Republican, and even with independents who question, you know, some of the things that he's done. Um, but I, I still feel very hopeful that in the end he'll be able to pull it off. I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't really know the viability of a third-party presidential candidate at this time. Does he, does he have your support right now, or does he still need to convince you, President Biden? I haven't decided on the presidential... I, I haven't been deeply involved in the presidential race as I've been focusing on mine. I am, what, a week out of my own re-election. Um, and more than likely, you know, I will support uh, the Democratic candidate, but I haven't made a decision yet. Uh, let me talk a little bit more about... Um your local race and how you and Nicholas O'Rourke were able to do this. Uh, there was some um, some question uh, of sort of what what was the status of, of the progressive movement, to use a, a broader term, in Philadelphia and, and the ability to turn people out. We saw what happened in the mayoral primary. Your former colleague um, and mayoral candidate um, and friend, Helen Gim, 
came up short uh, in that. And so, you know, there was some wondering, well, what what will it take to, to turn people out? Um, and you were able to do it. You, you and, and Nicholas O'Rourke were, were able to turn people out. What did you learn during that primary that and how were you able to do it? You know, I think one of the things during a primary um, that I walked away with is that um, we have to make sure that we enter every community and every neighborhood. Um, and we can see that in the increase in votes that we received as Working Families Party. I think in this election, I'm up 20,000 more than I did in 2019, um, with huge increases across the city um, and significant increases in black and brown communities, which is what we needed to do. I think when, um, you know, we ran in 2019, we have a strong movement base, you know, multiracial, but I think the question um, or the challenge, people were saying that this is a white progressive movement that got us elected into office which is not necessarily true. That's why it was important for us to really do the issue-based groundwork to activate all communities around the city. And I think in this election, we were able to pull that through. And I think that's uh, years of experience, not just a primary, but what we did in 19, what we did with Larry, what we did with Rick Kajewski, so many other folks that came before us. Um, we had this challenge at hand. Um, and I think what pulled us over this time is that we were able to kind of break through in some of those communities um, in a significant way that we haven't been able to in the past. And I attribute that to, you know, both of us being able to come over the finish line. What, what, were, those, what were those conversations you think that made, that made the difference? I mean, we talked about our issues, like literally the things I just mentioned, uh, opportunities for young people, you know, housing is a human right, the things that people call my office for every day. When I created, um, we have this plan for working families that we created in my office that will be continue to roll out over the next four years. It's all based on constituent services calls that come through our office. Housing, education, opportunities for young people, uh, medical health care issues, all of those things are real life experience and that's what we talk to people on the doors about. Um, both Nicholas and I are community organizers, um, so we were able to activate our existing bases that we have had over the years and was able to build upon that. We have a huge volunteer base that was willing to get out, knock doors, um, and have real conversations with people, um, as well as a, a phone banking campaign where we pick up and call people about their issues. And I think that's what was able to pull us over the line. Um, and our focus being, you know, black, brown, you know, communities that are impacted by the things that we talk about every day. And a lot of times these communities are uh, disenchanted with politics. They might be registered to vote, but they're not pressed to come out and vote. We had to go have conversations with people and compel them that their vote in uh, municipal elections are just as important or as important as a presidential election. And we were able to do that. Councilmember Kendra Brooks, thank you so much for your time. Enjoyed talking to you. Um, we appreciate you spending some time with us for this conversation. Thank you for having me. That was Philadelphia Councilmember Kendra Brooks with the Working Families Party. You can find more battleground politics on our website. Just go to NBC10.com/battlegroundpolitics. 
and you can subscribe for future episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.